0: hi everyone welcome to another episode of divided films i'm jj and with me as always is my co-host keith hello and uh today we have an epic season finale episode for you uh so we have two guests that we're bringing back on the podcast today uh First guest is Heather Tedesco-Pasquale. Welcome back, Heather.
1: Hey, guys.
0: And we also have back on the podcast James C. Phillips III. Welcome back, James. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. Of course. Love having you guys on. Uh, Now, uh, the last time we had both of you guys on, it was when we were discussing, it was a few years ago now, Star Wars The Last Jedi. So, uh, now we've brought you both back to discuss Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, the last mm. movie of the most recent trilogy. And uh, We kind of led into this. We did a Spaceballs episode last week, and uh, I thought that was like a natural way to, you know, proceed into this one, an actual Star Wars movie. Uh, so, this movie-
1: is it, is it an actual Star Wars movie? Is that what we're going to do? It with? totally
0: counts, okay? Okay. <laughs>
1: Is is Spaceballs just as much an actual Star Wars movie as this movie?
0: I prefer the Schwartz over the Force, personally. <laughs> uh, okay, so Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker falls into the category of having a rotten score with the critics and a fresh score with the audiences. So on Rotten Tomatoes, 52% of the critics approved and 86% of the audience approved. So over 30% difference there. And the critics' consensus... Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker suffers from a frustrating lack of imagination, but concludes this beloved saga with fan-focused devotion. Uh, okay, so I agree with that consensus for the most part, uh, you know, lack of imagination. I mean, you know, for me, uh, this this whole trilogy I found to be kind of interesting and where this last chapter wanted up bringing us. and And for starters... When it comes to lack of imagination, that, I think, is going to revolve around the um, return of Emperor Palpatine to the story. Because that, honestly, I knew going into the movie from the trailers. But the fact that in the first minute of this movie, we see this villain return with no explanation. That, to me, is a major hurdle as an audience member to get over right from... The get-go, and honestly, it kind of soured the rest of the experience for me when I first watched this. Watching it a second time, I can maybe appreciate some of the other things in this movie a little better. But just the first time I was seeing in the theater, I, I just I was so hung up on just the lack of explanation of how this character who was thrown into a nuclear reactor that exploded could come back <laughs> from the dead without any explanation. At all, that that you didn't, was you like. Didn't catch
2: the one line. You didn't catch the one line explanation.
3: What you didn't play the Fortnite game where he his voice went off of the this.
1: I can't. Well, the. You didn't
3: catch the line about we'll get Sith into magic,
1: it. Sith science? the Sith yeah. magic, and this <laughs> and the cloning. Literally, well, first of all, I have to say, my very first note when I was taking notes during my rewatch, I literally wrote Blech, Palpatine. Like it's just. He's what even a grosser. Ter- what he's even grosser. What a terrible way to start this movie. But I will also say that it feels like bringing him back just feels like why? Why'd you wait so long, bro? Like you had you had all this going on in the background. Like what were you doing during the huge gap in time? Like if you had just picked it back up at the end of. Like, right after you died, you still had, you still had all of your armies and all of this headway. But you dying is how.
2: Heather, are you, which side? Are are you arguing for or against this movie? I'm,
1: I'm, I'm all over the map on this. And here's, and here's what, here's where I'm going to say.
2: Okay. I I got got some stuff to say too. I rewatched
1: today. I rewatched all three of the sequel trilogy and i feel like i have i have all different feelings than i did when i watched these things the first time especially coming out of all the new star wars stuff that we've got we've got bad Batch, we've got mandalorian we've got the new obi-wan uh we've got the boba fett series we've got all these other properties frankly way
0: way too much star wars content so much star
1: wars content of varying degrees of quality and varying degrees of so like there's production quality and then there's star wars quality like is it a good star wars quality but is the acting a little crappy i can deal with that like the prequel trilogy they're bad movies but they're good like
2: good star wars
1: they're good Star (laughs) Wars. they're good star wars they're good stories so like I can I can get past the bad acting and the comments about the sand because I like the story and then the other stuff feeds into it well. I feel like this just kind like this last trilogy just comes out of nowhere and nothing nothing,
2: to expand the universe at all. It did nothing to expand the universe. It only watered it down. It 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 kind of made it more generic, uh, just (laughs) less less appealing overall. Less I don't want to use the word magical, but I feel like the charm the spark the the thing that drew you in in the first place it, it is missing i mean it we can go on and on but it feels almost like uh, pirates of the caribbean where it's like okay we we have a trilogy and we're just gonna make it you know like f- screw taking a week to figure out the plot and hammer it down and what we're gonna do we have the money just throw the money at it and we will just fix it along the way and i feel like that's kind of kind of how they dealt with these movies in a, in a sense
3: Well, I'm kind of shocked that, you know, like they, okay, they, they, we, we know now they did not have a plan and I I, like, they they, They, did, they did not have a plan, but I'm shocked that we're like, we're all acting as if like with this movie, we're all going like, what happened? How did this movie get made? (laughs) It's because they didn't like know what to fucking do. No, but like they, they also hated or they, or J. J. Abrams at least, did not care for the last. He at least made the Last Jedi episode mm-hmm. seven point five, and he's like, "I'm gonna put my eight and nine into this movie, right. and we're well, only, gonna, we, ha- like, we're only gonna, gonna like we're only gonna hang out on forward. the dancing planet for like five minutes." Like, it, like we're all shocked. Star Wars. Like, I, I haven't watched Force Awakens in a while, but that feeling when Star Wars is back. I don't care. Like, okay, they. I knew they didn't have to. It wasn't trying to be original or it wasn't trying to be its own thing. It introduced characters. Where could they go? Like everyone kind of loved all the characters, but that feeling of Star Wars is back. And then they start like the Jurassic Park guy is going to direct episode nine. The Lego guys are going to, they wanted their Marvel cake like, Oh, we're going to get all these unique directors. And then, you know, oh, Rogue One's going undergoing massive reshoots. Nothing you see from the trailer will be in this movie. The Last Jedi being what it is, uh, you know, Lego uh, Han Solo movie getting like that like they kind of they didn't know what to do. And so they, they didn't yes and the Last Jedi. They said, "Fuck it. Oh, We're yeah. never doing the holdup maneuver again. Don't you mention her name? No, they did. They did mention it. No, like they, oh, you know,
2: they that did. Was a One in a million
1: shot. They we did. Never
2: yeah, but they like, they mentioned. They're her.
1: like, what a stupid idea. And they it's like, said, like, do not ever mention that
3: technique again. Like that is they, a sin. They honestly, They
1: undid
2: every controversial (laughs) moment from The Last Jedi. They took time to either address it or say, like, oh, no. Even Luke was like, nah, I was wrong. I was totally wrong in the last movie.
3: I hated that last movie. That's what what Mark Hamill basically said. (laughs)
1: Literally. But even the not controversial things, like, even down to Ray's effing outfit. Like... They tried to change her outfit, and then the beginning of the last movie, they immediately changed it back. Like it's like they tried. They spent so much time in this movie trying to erase the most previous movie that this movie didn't have enough time to make a cohesive plot. Yeah, it was all over the place. The guy from
3: Lost had more lines than Rose. (laughs) And uh, Charlie from Lost well, had more lines and more character okay. work. Are you referring Rose? to
0: um? Are you are you referring to the Hobbit that was in this
1: movie? Yes, yeah, <laughs> Charlie.
0: Okay, okay yeah, because I I totally agree with you that a lot of this a lot of this movie definitely seems to be J.J. Abrams trying to drag the story back to the path yes. that he originally envisioned. And so yes. I'm thinking either all three movies should have had different directors, or it should have been one director for all three. Not one person doing one and three, because then you have a very yeah, disjointed story with all different kinds of ideas. I, I definitely get a sense, too. Like, the whole thing with Finn discovering that there are other stormtrooper defectors. I think that was something that probably would have been in J.J. Abrams. Finn was done dirty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. even yeah. The Last Jedi, was, was done dirty. Yeah. Yeah, that, I agree with whole, that. Those, and then yeah. also with... Um, you know, with the, with the way that certain characters are sort of thrown away right like the rose character also isn't really given much to do in this movie The and even like jj m's own character of uh maz who in the first movie of this trilogy yeah. seems to be like this really important character has all these secrets and obviously she's just a blip in last jedi because ryan johnson time, she's still
2: just dropping artifacts on people though you notice that that's yeah, what character is, is dropping artifacts on people.
0: It's a shame to me because it seems like they crafted a lot of interesting ideas for characters, even yeah. like our main group of characters, but they didn't really give them a lot of interesting things to do at the end of the day. So it's like, to me, this whole... you know, I guess we're going to kind of delve into the whole trilogy, but I think that this last movie is kind of enigmatic of how it's like a wasted opportunity. We're not really exploring new people or new ideas. to even call this film... The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, first of all, this is the least Skywalker film of all nine movies because <laughs> none of the main characters are really part of the Skywalker branch except for Kylo Ren, who probably has the least screen time of all three movies. And, you know, like, this is now The Rise of Skywalker? What were the last eight movies? I, I, that's another problem I have, too. I do not care for any of the titles in yeah. this trilogy. I think
1: we talked about that on, our la- on the last episode, too, about how, like, all of the uh, episodes feel like they should be titled differently. There's like a pretty like popular TikTok about it too, of like how they literally just, if they just rearrange, the names are fine. You just got to rearrange them because they don't match the movies at all.
3: Dawn of the Last Jedi, War of the Last Jedi, and The Rise of the... No, but it's... uh, I hope we get into it later, but uh, I put it in my research, but there was... The ninth script written called "Duel of the Fates," and that was supposed to be episode nine. Mm-hmm. And that is a great title. Like at least they could have kept the title, not even use the script. I don't even think they really did. Um, but the "Duel of the Fates" that's a great title. That kind of sums up the whole. Yeah, that could
2: have been uh, could've Skywalker could've been a trilogy title.
3: or arc or yeah. saga, whatever. They didn't even have to
2: change the story because they could still have the whole, like, you know, yeah, contrived, they, like, Kylo, Rey, Dyad
0: thing, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, those are the two fates we were talking about. You well, know? yeah, because <laughs> that, to me, was at least, like, the heart of this trilogy, and that didn't even pay off either. I was very confused at the end because what they, they the two of them, they confront Palpatine, and I kind of like the idea of them, like a yin and yang. It's kind of reflective of the light side, the dark side. But for some reason, the strength between them was... Something that helped revive Palpatine at the end, he was able to get strength from their bond. I didn't understand well, that. And well, at the end of the day, Rake was was able to defeat Palpatine by herself. So the whole the whole bond thing to, was uh, it it did not pay off like many so other opposed, things.
2: Supposedly they were a dyad in the Force, which is right. a line that Kylo just threw out there that like oh they're they're special in the Force. And then Palpatine didn't know, but he found out as soon as they were together, and then. He absorbed their life I force. do think. Diana... There's like new force
3: shenanigans that were really just. They made it in. up. And <laughs> That's they what went they along. are. That's what they are. They're shenanigans. They could. They change. Where the hell was this healing crap Lightning, when Qui-Gon Jinn Jin needed it? Lightning is
2: strong oh. now. It like <laughs> when we're being like, like it's, one person. It's thought, an EDM like, show.
1: It's, it's like an EDM holy... show. <laughs> the force healing, I think, actually ruins the whole the whole saga because if you like. If you think back to, um, what was Palpatine's Plagueis, the guy that was, like, trying to get the force healing magic originally, like, pre-pre-prequels. And, like, if he, like, it's almost, like, a reverse of, like, how Voldemort, like, did the Horcruxes and then, like, was searching for the Sorcerer's Stone to, like, you know, use that. Like, this guy, the Sorcerer's Stone was there the whole time. Why aren't you even looking for it? Instead, you're going to go the hard way and make extra Horcruxes by making these clones of Snoke and this whole, like... Oh, the, yeah. the Jedi... The, te- the created answer, no. <laughs>
2: Just The one answer line. exists,
1: right? Like, the Jedi texts were there the whole time for you to live forever and, like, achieve ultimate cosmic power. Like, why? I, I don't understand Is he a clone? why that was... Or do they he's not a give clone. a shit? No, These but I like, he's said an old he's clone, clone. clone for some reason. He's an, an old, old clone, yeah, so he's, an old clone <laughs> been of Palpatine, that for whatever reason they didn't activate, and was then he?
0: I kind of got a sense that like he was some sort of artificial being. Apparently, that Palpatine created. This is Snoke we're talking about, right? And you get like it's a one so shot messy. of like this <laughs> this sort of like tube of other Snokes being grown, yeah. and I'm like, well, I. I I don't really understand that either. <laughs> that definitely was an afterthought in this movie. Yeah. That was not the original conception of Snoke in the beginning, no. you can tell. And that's why, honestly, I can't even watch the first couple movies. I can't, like, on May the 4th, they're playing all these movies on TV, right? And watching Force Awakens, I used to really enjoy that movie because I was excited for all the seeds that were being planted. But now, knowing that none of that really ever pays <laughs> off, I can't even watch
1: those movies because I just get frustrated. Like, this all goes nowhere. <laughs> well, so- I think. I think that if you just stop after Force Awakens, you're good. Just just stop like, watching. It's the At hope the of what could
3: be. Just you know? stop
1: there, because. And I was
3: even <laughs> that's, saying, so uh, that's so sad. That's so sad. The hope sad? of what could. That's a, <laughs> that's such a sad like like oh that's oh, like God. that's like that's like
0: reading like. A novel, not liking it, and then just telling someone, just read the first couple chapters and put it down Yeah, and
1: then stop. That's
3: reading of mice and men going, they're going to be okay. They're going to, like, halfway through. They're going to be okay.
1: Why did the Emperor come for me? Why did he want to kill a child? Tell me. Because he saw what you would become. You don't just have power. You have his power.
3: You're his granddaughter. You are a Palpatine.
1: Well, I, I have to say too, though, I remember coming out of the theater because there are some feel-good, like Star Wars moments in this last movie, and I remember liking that. I remember even just now when I was doing the rewatch, like, do I get emotional watching? Um, lando avengers assemble like all of the people to come like yes absolutely do i get extra emotional when babu freak is in fact still alive i sure do he's my favorite character but like i don't think there's enough of the good like star wars like fun like i think there's still more of it in this movie than there is in the middle one
2: Yes, like, I think they made a point to make it more classic Star Wars in this yeah. one where I feel like in episode 8 Last Jedi they were trying to actively distance themselves from like the themes of the old Star Wars trilogies and uh you know, I think they you know are doing it about face on that in this movie obviously. Right. Uh, but, but I just think a lot of those things didn't really get a chance to develop yeah. and therefore aren't really earned in the same way. You know what I mean? It it's That's they're kind fair. of just they're dropped on you 30 minutes prior and now it's resolving already it's like oh okay you know like it's good to know like um for example like jana's character the uh i was a stormtrooper person as well you know the the, the yeah the, uh, with yep. the colony of deserters
1: I yeah feel like they kind
2: of came in and uh she didn't know where she was from and then they tried to resolve it with lando at the end it's like oh we'll find where you're from you like it's like well that cool and everything but like <laughs> You have to say it like he does. I don't really know you. (laughs) (laughs) They're
1: strangers. They are strangers.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And just to go back to that point too, James, there is like a long shot of her after Lando makes that promise to her. There's like a long shot of her where she's like now happy. But I'm like, I've known this character for maybe like five minutes of screen time. And yes. now you're like shooting this shot as if like it's a big emotional payoff. From, so yeah, like, she,
1: is that her dad or something? Like, like why is this? A, which is like, which would be annoying. True, yeah, it ways. would
3: be really annoying. Well, I, I we briefly it got like it's it same same thing with uh, Carrie Russell, who probably wasn't even on set except for like a day. Uh, but like her, oh, Poe is a, uh, a spice smuggler, and then that's all right, we know, right. and that's all we shall. Okay, know. but but like it's that. That didn't bother me nearly as much. I know, but like, we should know who, like, we, we should, should know, know who, who these people are. Like, it's, I, and look, I, uh, uh, they did a report, Variety, uh, did an article on Star Wars, like, right before the movie came out, like, right when that first trailer in Endgame came out. And JJ's Abrams, <laughs> JJ's attitude was, he said, like, literally, like, <laughs> Fuck it, like I like I like I hope, like we don't know what we're doing, so fuck it. And you could clearly see, like, okay, Palpatine, okay, she's a Palpatine, Snoke in a jar, like we're like, like it, it's so, like I okay, I shut my brain off, like in in the, I knew the kind of movie that I was seeing when thousands, I would have been happy with like twenty. When thousands of Star Destroyers rose out from these things. And I'm like, oh, I'm seeing uh, a bad Saturday morning cartoon. Like, I know what I'm seeing. I, like, and I, How can an army get defeated and come back
1: stronger every time? Well, that's, it's and, like, yeah. like, it's and, like, what were they doing the first time around? Like, if you, and where did this army... Like, you can't have that many gigantic ships... And no crews on them. Right. So, like, where is this incredibly huge army, bigger than any we've literally ever seen in the Star Wars universe, where did they all come from?
2: And now everyone can destroy a planet. Every single one. Why Why (laughs) even have planets anymore? (laughs) Just
1: just get rid of
0: all of them. Destroy every single planet. That was also a problem, right, that was in The Force Awakens is that, what did they call it? The Star Star, Killer Killer, killer, killer base. Star Killer base which is just uh you know taking the death star making it more ridiculous and now this is kind of going down the same path with all these star destroyers i agree like who's banning all of these ships they just seem to come out of nowhere and they can also planets. the planets
3: hey man yeah, the I mean, first they, order they just, has good health care
0: they're just sitting there the whole time they're not using them and they see, I mean, I kind of got a sense that they were conjured out of nowhere. Like, was anyone building these ships? Or did, again, the dark side of the Force just magically conjure them out of nowhere? And by that logic, you can make 20 more films where Palpatine keeps coming back over and over and over again, for all I know. Because, again, it's like that thing where, like, the Force can do whatever you want it to do as a storyteller. And I think that was an issue you guys had, too, with, like, The Last mm-hmm. Jedi. Like, the Force can you know it's it's awfully convenient
1: well yeah it's that's yeah it's like a deus ex for sia like it they really just um they they bring it out like wherever they want like friggin' mary poppins leia in um
0: last jedi. all the
1: movies last jedi all the movies are like blending together because i watched a marathon style but she like if it if we had that power to to like Force just fly through space. The then vacuum ha- like, of space. Then why? Then why does Ray need the skipper to go over the water to get to uh, the the um, the, the coordinates? remnant right to and to find the coordinates to to the to the what are
3: point. you even saying who gives a fuck <laughs> like, <what? laughs> like, no, no, but like no but, but at no. this point the movie is basically saying we don't know what we're doing we- well that's but that's the no. thing
1: like you've broken it like it like it had the force had clear rules but now we've got force ghosts left right and sideways han solo apparently can just show up that was, i like that was the
3: best scene in the whole movie too like that had an emotional core. Of course, Harrison Ford did not want to get like he just woke up out of bed. He like his hair was so disheveled. But there was a memory to it. There was a memory to it. So I
1: like he, I like that. I have a question. Do we think because because I don't think Harrison Ford was actually supposed to be in this movie originally. <laughs> I think my whole my theory is that they had to do some drastic changes when Carrie Fisher passed away. Yes. And I don't think that they would have I don't think they would have killed off Luke or Han if they knew Carrie Fisher was going not. to pass of course in real not. life. Just one of the
2: biggest mistakes of this overall trilogy is not having a scene with all three of them together. Yeah. At least one. Oh, yeah. You know, just throw just throw something in there. It just never happened. Poor you know? Chewie. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, okay. how, how much he's, loss is Chewy gonna he's take? A, he's a prop at this point. I almost feel like they just kind of just throw him in just for nostalgia. I don't well, even they know his motivations are anymore. He like, was likewise, basically you
0: know. like um, an emotional hostage because they fake out his death scene. Oh, I hated that. And I'm like, are, are you just gonna like kill off all the characters we like from the right. original, uh, except for the one that we wish was still dead? And uh, you know that that whole thing I didn't even understand either. Like there was another transport. Well, what was the other one doing there that was destroyed? Uh, right. You know, they, again, it's it's very frustrating as a viewer when you can tell they're making it up as they go along.
1: They even almost killed off C-3PO in a way. Like, they literally... Oh, and then they... Oh my God. They, they killed And then they backtracked off. that. It was, the whole, it was wild. They literally, like, took every single character from the original trilogy and fake killed them. Even R2. R2 wasn't working at the beginning of Force Awakens. Like, they all had fake deaths.
3: I didn't like Which how I, they treated I, C-3PO. I didn't like. No I didn't like hurts. it. I'm like. I know he's annoying, but he's are annoying. Don't like. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Like he's he served in war in like two wars, three even. Like
1: he's. Right. They were treating him like he was Jar Jar, and I was like, mm, he's not. Like, like he's, he's not way not too that polite
3: alike. for this kind of treatment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he should be like. I don't know any of you. I don't have to do any of this shit. Dude. Right. It's like you haven't been through the trenches with him. It's like. why... why? And he had a red arm. (laughs) Didn't he have a red arm? I kept saying to myself, in Force Awakens, he had a red arm. And I read the comic, like, the short graphic novel where, like, C-3PO, like, saved lives, giving up his arm. And that's why he has a red arm. And... uh,
1: He does talk to R2, though, about fixing his arm in in Force Awakens.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So... Uh, I mean, that was, I, I mean, I felt a little bit of emotional weight when... And I thought it would have been maybe an interesting idea that maybe that was something that I thought of from the beginning was here's a character pretty much the only like him and, and Arch D2, the only characters who are in all nine films. And he is the only person who really has any knowledge of basically everything that's happened throughout the whole saga. And, you know, it's, he's, he's a very precious character. Cause then if you erase all his memories, then who else is going to know everything that happened? So I think that, that was like some stakes there, but then, The fact that they're able to easily undo the memory eraser, you know, it's it's like cheating, basically.
2: And it was a second. It Literally, R2 just plugged him in, and that was all it.
1: Not only that, but I didn't catch it when I watched it in theaters, but when I rewatched it today, Ray even says to C-3PO, Hey, doesn't R2 always back up your memory? And he's like, well, he hasn't done it in a while. And I'm like, if he backs it, like, you're already telling me that there's no stakes. By, and then they by, had the heartfelt right. goodbye anyway. Right. And then they That's still have the heartfelt I, The
3: goodbye. movie itself it's like at one hand I'm I can get behind like okay yeah okay you didn't like The Last Jedi and you kind of are doing you want to go back to doing your own thing. So you're going like we have no idea what we're doing. Dot dot dot, and what are you gonna do about it? You can't do nothing. We're gonna (laughs) we're gonna kill these characters and then bring them back in a like, Chewie's not dead or is he? Like C three PO, we're gonna treat him like shit, and then we're gonna berate him into like basically killing himself, and then we're gonna reboot him, and you're just gonna sit there and watch. That's how like there's a cynical aspect, (laughs) and if I were like. The only reason where I would recommend this trilogy as a whole is, like, if you want a lesson in franchising of how not to do it, like, because it, 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 I always said, like, you know, a lot of movies, even Avengers movies, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, you can equate them to, like, action figures going head to head. This is like all your action figures melting underneath the sun and just combining into one. It's just like to say it's a mess (laughs) is an understatement. Like I thought uh, Last Jedi was messy. But this is just, they're kind of rubbing your face in that mess.
2: I miss you, son. Your son is dead. Now. Kylo Ren is dead. My son is alive.
3: You're just a memory.
2: Your memory. Can can we also uh, discuss Kylo Ren and his failures as an antagonist? He
3: could have been so good. I
2: personally haven't. He could He's have been. been so I personally don't understand what his initial motivations what they are and i don't understand why he turned to the dark side and then because of that i can't really appreciate his redemption as much because i'm like well well, why are you evil exactly you you know i don't i never fully understood what it was it was just sort of like teen angst that just kind of just rolled over he had yeah he had a,
1: a bad interaction with luke and then he grabbed a bunch of young Jedis and went over to the dark like, side. screw this. And, and, then and killed everybody else. Right. <laughs> yeah. it, wasn't like, it, was,
3: it
2: wasn't like I need to save my wife or, like, you know, like I'm having crazy visions. It's just like, yeah. no. Just it team it wasn't
1: a good villain. Like, ba- Like yeah. It's a shame, it too, because
0: I really like Adam Driver, and I thought, like, you know, he was bringing a lot of emotional intensity to the role. Yes. So I feel like there was – maybe the, he crafted something – At first, that was driving his performance that I found to be interesting and compelling. Like, there's something there, but maybe that was more on his end than what was written for him. And yeah, as the antagonist, it seems like once they kill Snoke, which I like that in The Last Jedi, because it's unexpected, it seemed like he didn't have much of a purpose after that. He's like leading the First Order, and Palpatine's a threat, but then, yeah, I I wasn't sure what his ultimate goal was at the end of the day. And again, like by bringing back Palpatine, he's not the villain anymore, right? right? He's just someone who, like, he's not a good guy necessarily, but he's not really a bad guy. It's, so where is he anyway in, in the spe- – like, it seemed like I, he's another character that they don't know what to do with. Uh, and it's, it's a shame because I would have – I wanted him to be the main villain of the whole franchise, like an antihero in a way. Yeah. To say – and I hate to keep harping on the Palpatine thing, but to say that so he was running – he was pulling the strings the whole time that to me is like if you were going to watch Avengers Endgame and they reveal at the beginning of that movie that Ultron was responsible for everything in Phase Three. Right. It's like, wait a minute, what? Like, but he's been dead,
2: and how does right. that
0: have anything to do with anything?
2: Li- they just threw it out there. It's like, yeah, I've been pulling the strings
1: the whole time. Must, must, have been. What are you yeah.
3: gonna do about <laughs> but it? <that> just,
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> right, exactly. And there's nothing. There's no way for us to know any better. But that and, just but, al- that also
0: like just really ruins Kylo Ren's arc yeah. to go back to that because he was yeah you know, what it seemed like once he kills Snoke that he's now the leader of the first order. And now we had right. to defeat him and he's going, now he's like losing his mind and going crazy. And, um, they took that away from him. I feel like his, his any storyline he had was, um, yeah. hijacked. I it's agree with
1: this. that. I would have been
3: happy with just like Kylo Ren's motivation is maybe like getting way in over his head and just, I can't stop now. But like, it's with Kylo Ren, it's just like, I, even oh, like a the best kiss in the whole saga i never laughed so loud uh, um i never laughed so hard at that <laughs> but like they kiss. always wanted to make him kiss, they kiss, always kiss. wanted to make him immediate <laughs> uh, like it like they they always wanted Terrible. to make him redeemable and even in duel of the fates yeah. like when like you know they kind of set him up to be the big bad in duel of the fates there's no palpatine and they also kind of struggle with, like, okay, he's redeemed at the end. Like, uh, uh, Luke reaches out to him and says, knock it off. And he's like, oh, you know, okay. Um, so, like, they, I, I would have just, <laughs> you know, we always, I think in our ep, in our Last Jedi episode, and we've talked about this, JJ, it's like Ray should have gone to the dark side at the end. She should have joined up with Kylo. That would have been a great yeah. Empire Strikes Bath, Back type ending with Last Jedi. But I don't think... Uh, kylo ren i think it would have been such a bold move to not make him redeemable just being like or maybe just going i can't not be i i i i'm in way over my head i'm just i i'm all in on this i have to be for papa for grandpapa yeah. like, <laughs> for, for fufa Grandpa. like, <laughs> i still want to
0: know i i i still want to know where he got darth vader's helmet from that that no, yeah. oh,
2: they'll,
3: they'll answer Will that he, in a series. Well- <laughs>
2: And why do they need to feel the need to bring it back in Rise of Skywalker? Did he make his new helmet out of the old Vader helmet? Is that, that, was, what that was? No, that
1: was just another, like, he smashes oh, his right. helmet in Last Jedi so he must rebuild it in Rise of Skywalker. Also, like, any time they do something.
2: Why rebuild it from the cracks of the old one? Because it looks like it looks, <laughs> just get a new one! <laughs> just,
1: just to remind you that they were undoing the last movie. Right, they were like, yeah. I just want to make sure you know that we're taking the thing from the last movie and undoing Doing it and yeah, we're it's gonna like throw watching it in a couple like argue that. in a trilogy,
3: what? it's just like it's yes, yes, yeah. Do you guys think that
0: um, they originally conceived of the rape character as the granddaughter no. to Palpatine? No, they didn't no. know, they oh, didn't. They're like, channel. We'll
3: figure it out, we'll oh, figure it out. And okay, then... <laughs> because
0: I always I like the answer in The Last Jedi that she is no one because I feel like that's more inspiring. It's It's like anyone could be, you know, could have the force within them. And then you know it's very lame how they were like well technically there were no one but not really no one and yeah the fact that she's I saw a funny uh, cri- um, review of the last I'm oh, sorry of Rise of Skywalker a funny review that was like the fact that she's the daughter of Palpatine basically implies that Palpatine has had sex at least once <gasps> which is beyond more than I can <laughs> handle he's it's getting it he should die. it's yeah
3: I was
1: I
0: was I, I I know that was like a theory that a lot of fans had was that. She was a Palpatine, but what? I guess that would just go to serve that she has dark. She should have been Obi
3: Wan's kid, at least. That's that's even that's better.
0: What I she was like be, I'm yeah. okay with that. Yeah, that would have been better. But they underplay like any. The only interesting idea with her being a Palpatine is that she has like you know, a, a, um. She's born into like a dark side. Or she's susceptible to the dark side, like Luke was in the original trilogy. Uh, but they really underplayed that. You know, you see like maybe a couple visions of her with the Sith costume on which looked kind of silly uh but it did it it's not like she was like going back and forth like do i want to go to the dark side or not like she never was tempted by the dark side at all
1: but also isn't that bad star wars science and again, this is all made up science. So like, there's only and like they change the rules whenever they want. But isn't it just like the amount of midichlorians like in your in your like body determines your Force like sensitivity? Yeah, sensitivity. I, ha- I yeah. hate that but, word. So force it doesn't sensitive. determine our child's Force sensitive. But <laughs> it, but it doesn't determine your light or darkness. It just determines how sensitive you are to the Force. And you're the one who like paves your own path towards the light or the dark. Oh. I thought that was always like kind yeah, of but the thing that was
0: introduced in the prequels, that whole metachlorians thing. And I don't think that any other star Wars movie even brings that up. So again, like maybe it, who knows at this point, point? and I, I'm not even like a stickler for how things work or not. I'm just really focused on, you know, like uh, from just a regular storytelling point of view, like what, what I'm able to believe or not from like a regular suspension of disbelief, I'm not going to be like, you know, um, yeah, the science behind you know, what makes you, like, good or bad or anything. I just want something that's, you know, I'm already suspending my disbelief with the idea of the Force. This is, like, a, a sci-fi fantasy sort of franchise. But they, this movie kept pushing its luck, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, like, well,
1: because world-building and rules matter. Like, yeah. they do. And, and if you're going to suspend your disbelief, it can't just constant, like, there's still... There has to be some kind of like parameter roadway <laughs> or something for that suspension to go down and something if it's to just hang like on out, to yeah, it can't just right, be out like, in the open
0: right, Cause any in any like fantasy or or science fiction you have to you know you exactly know what the yeah you, know, you, you need borders you need like yeah. parameters you know or else it's like you know who knows what to expect it's it's anarchy um but you know I, we're we're all clearly very critical of this third movie. <laughs> But, you know, keep in mind, this is a divided film, guys. Like, this is a movie that 86% of audiences, at least on Rotten Tomatoes, give a fresh score. So, like, what do you think that is? I, I, like, do you think that, you know, some people are fine with just sticking to this, that cadence of what made the original trilogy work, even though we feel like it doesn't even do that? Like, what are you guys' thoughts on the fact that this has an 86% with audiences?
2: I... Like you said earlier, Heather, I do think it, it feels like Star Wars, especially if you're not really paying attention. You know, if you're kind of just <laughs> you know if you're kind of just in the if theater, just, let, just yeah. sort of hanging out. You know, like chowing down on popcorn. The fight scenes are really good. Uh, or at least they're entertaining. The fight scenes are entertaining. The effects are really good. Uh, it keeps you engaged in that way, and it does hit a lot of the. Um, a lot of familiar beats i almost feel like uh in the same way that force awakens was kind of like a rehash of you know mm-hmm. uh, a new hope this kind of felt like not only it was actually a, a rehash of the whole original trilogy you know even when they opened up with the millennium falcon and then like playing with like the uh the the little chess the chess chess creatures like you know the, the yeah. claymation chess creatures with Chewies, like that was a throwback <laughs> when they did the tie fighters he's like "Woo, got one like that was another throwback It was like right in the mm-hmm. beginning of the movie so i think did a good job of just lulling you into, like you said, that Star Wars pace, you know? Uh but
1: Yeah. It, so it's an the, enjoyable
2: like flick if you're just not really into it like yeah. that. You're just kind of just hanging out and enjoying the experience.
1: And the 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 relationships felt stronger in this movie. Um we've got some good like golden trio action. We've got like yes. the bromance between um Finn and Poe. I actually really liked in this movie. I will say, I mean, I thought Rose had a lot more that she could have done, however, she should have been what Jana and... did. You know, here's ja- the thing. Oh, go ahead.
2: No, but uh you know the girl Jana that they introduced like halfway through, I feel like that should have been what Rose Tico was doing. That whole thing, you know, with okay, yes. the control thing and
1: all that. But here's the thing though. Her and Finn have zero chemistry. I'm That's sorry. True. I'm just That's gonna true. say it. Her the the Jana Absolutely girl true. and Finn Oh my god! Yeah, but, I wanted yeah. them to do it they right then and there. I was like, "Hello." They could have addressed. Yes. They could have like Rose
3: could have went up to finish like you know we never talked about that kiss. It's like okay I, you know I like you as a friend like it's like they like like, like like I don't know. It's just like some acknowledgement. No, we just like, needed to ignore it on this like this poor actress. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's,
1: it's just it was it was just more undoing the most previous movie by making them like barely talk to each other at all. But I I do think. In the defense of undoing that, they didn't have any chemistry, but you can't just like have them not yeah. interact it right. felt they could really be friends. They they just needed it to needed be to addressed. be addressed <laughs> yeah like they it just needed it needed more than yeah. the nothing that we got um we but, also never
2: found out what Finn wanted to tell Ray, which i'm assuming was I, I love you, but it just
3: we never, never came found out like how right Maz Kanata got uh luke skywalker they look they don't give you they don't give a fuck james like they like like. <laughs> Yeah. They,
1: they um, they released something after the movie saying that Finn wanted to tell Rey that he was force sensitive and he like understood like because then later you're
2: yeah, right I, like, know, I know. You know I just have a crush yeah, on you way, but I'm I, I didn't exactly. know how to say it and now but, I'm embarrassed
1: but but the force <laughs> sensitive thing apparently we're supposed to figure that out because. He says later that him and Leia know what Ray's going through. I hate but, that there's right, DLC to po my movie. doesn't, it and it's like, okay. Like, <laughs> like
3: <laughs> I have to order pre-order Fortnite to hear the, the Emperor's speech. I have to like read all the graphic novels to make sense of this damn thing. I have to like see the interviews where they try to explain if Palpatine's a clone or not. It's just like, to answer your question, JJ, like, look, I people are in a very Air-conditioned theater, they're getting Star Wars. They come from. They come for Star Wars, they're <laughs> getting Star Wars. There is a lot of applause moments. Yeah. I think J.J. Abrams really try, tries to trick you with the nostalgia. I kind of even went like, ah, oh, he's getting his medal. It's about time. You got me. Uh, yeah. it's, <laughs> oh, I thought that was Han's medal. That makes sense. No, we're, we think, follow yeah, memes now. Every, like, I mean, every movie that's popular has to have the memes that, like,
1: it's just uh, – yeah they had a lot of one-liners too um that were like you could tell that like they were trying to get that like um like never underestimated droid they say it like four times in the first like 20 minutes of the movie like they were trying really hard to like get some catchphrases out of this movie
0: right right i mean um there's a lot of like signature jj abrams like look and cadence that you like frankly i think worked better with star trek than star wars mm-hmm. um yeah and there are some other homagey things from to like the original trilogy like there's a moment where like the ghost of luke brings that ship out of the water just like yoda did in uh mm-hmm. the empire strikes back and even has like the same music going on
1: so i
2: also, think also force ghosts using the force now yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. i don't well, know and that,
1: that was another big deus ex machina like moment where they were like like she just destroyed the ship and had no plans of leaving. Oh that's okay. This forced ghost will just magically make a ship appear for and you, also, so why that you can leave. Just, why
2: didn't she just do it herself? Like he should have been like, there's my Correct. ship is down there, you know, just grab it. Like why <laughs> yeah. did
0: why did he have wouldn't to look do as you wouldn't have that moment that reminds <laughs> fans of a much better movie. Uh but um Yeah I think that going back to what people like about the original trilogy, maybe just by comparison, I think, is why so many of these audience members are giving this film a positive score as opposed to The Last Jedi. I think The Last Jedi was too different for a lot of fans, and yeah. then and in comparison, this movie is kind of more of what they wanted, which is for some reason the same thing over and over again. So by comparison, I think a lot of um, compared to the second entry, they're giving this positive scores. you know... <clears throat> but again like as a whole trilogy though it, it's it leaves everything very unsatisfying yeah. uh so it's it's interesting to me like you know jj J. abrams knows how to crowd please and i certainly have liked a lot of his films prior like the star trek films um or even like you know cloverfield super eight like i like all those all those movies but yeah after watching this like i kind of fell off the jj J. abrams train a little bit i was just like man it i i'd I don't know. Like then I had to like re-examine or in my head like what, you know, do I really like what he was doing in those previous films or was I again like tricked? Like maybe some of the audience members were in this film.
1: Did you like this film more when you first watched it?
0: I actually liked this film a little better the second time. And by liked better, like compared to really hating it the first time I saw it. I don't <laughs> dislike it as much watching it a second time cuz I can appreciate like I do like some of the action sequences. I think when uh, Kylo Ren and Ray are fighting in the rain, I think that yeah. is all like that's like a really good lightsaber fight. Uh, it's
1: beautiful I, cinematically,
0: right? It kind of reminded me of like the one in The Force Awakens in the snow. Like I, I think there's some really great lightsaber sequences. I think J.J. Abrams knows how to use the, the the brightness of the lightsabers in different sort of ways that's visually compelling. Uh, yeah. So that was great. I even kind of like the the you know the chase sequence on like the Party Planet. You know, like that all was. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it it can't be like I get the fun of it that people who just basically want, you know, like on a surface level, uh, you know, like the the classic Star Wars action set pieces. They're they are getting that even if it's put into a story that doesn't add up. Yeah, you know, if if they had fun watching it and kind of was like not even thinking about the story, then sure, I guess it can be it can be a good movie theater experience.
1: Well, and I think after. I think after what I felt was the train wreck of the last Jedi, I was relieved coming out of the theater, watching the rise of Skywalker. Cause I was like, yeah, I got, I got star Wars back. Yay. Like I got, I checked the boxes, you know, like I, I think, I think I felt a lot better about this movie then. Cause I also had less time to think about like all the mechanics of the things that bother me so much now. But I would, like, there's two pieces to that, right? One was that I really hated The Last Jedi. And two was that as we're getting more Star Wars content, right, that makes more sense canonically, it makes how bad this is in the in the ways of, like, sticking to the rules of the universe, universe stick out more. So I think that that plays a big part in it. Because even, like the The book of Boba Fett, for example, was not great. It was kind of boring, but like it followed the rules and the story like works in the in the the universe of Star Wars. It doesn't take me out of it. Whereas this movie just kind of takes me right out.
0: Right, right. Um, and you know, it's it's interesting that there are so many Star Wars shows out now and movies. Because uh, honestly. And I texted Keith this a long time ago. Personally, I feel like the more Star Wars content that comes out, the less I care about it. And I feel like it's Disney's constantly throwing it in her face, like get excited. Here's like ten more Star Wars things. Don't you just love it? Don't you just love all this Star Wars stuff? And I'm like, no, I don't. Because when so when the Force <laughs> Awakens came out, it felt special. Because I'm like, oh wow, well, yes. here's the first Star Wars film in like roughly ten or or so years. And yeah. Yeah, you know, the fact. Yeah, and even like you know uh, when the Phantom Menace comes out, even though that was disappointed people, it was still exciting to get new Star Wars content for the first time in like over ten years. And now that we're getting no. it so much, it's not as special anymore.
1: It has to just really be ex- exceptional when they're pulling it out this often. It's the same thing that Marvel's doing right now. Like it's the, like all of these franchises that are giving us so much, like it really makes you more critical of the quality. And if it's not extra extra amazing, we're going to notice because we didn't wait six years for it. Like, we're not going to be as forgiving.
0: Right. It's like, Absolutely. it's a cliche, but it's like quantity over quality at this point. Yeah. You know, never, every Jedi who ever lived, lives in you. The force surrounds you, Ray.
3: Let it guide you.
2: Feel the force flowing through you, Ray. Let it lift
3: you. Rise, Ray stand by you, Ray. Lies in the force. In the heart of a Jedi lies her strength. Rise, rise. Ray,
1: the force will be with you always.
3: One phrase that has like helped me these past like few years just like taking in all this media, Marvel, and it just any, just anything really uh especially in this age of nostalgia that we're in is you can never go home again and i like i it may sound like pessimistic and cynical but i think it kind of to go along with what you're saying heather it allows like the really special things to sh- uh come like we all grew up on star wars that kind of like we're all looking to go back to that like seven eight nine like I even enjoyed the Phantom Menace because I was nine when that came out. I love Star Wars. I always call that my gateway into nerddom. <laughs> I'm just like, like, and I do recognize like there was something special, and I noticed it when we all like, when how the audiences was was reacting to Force Awakens. But there's something so different, like you know, Star Wars was bought by a big company, and like I'm it's, I'm not entirely shitting on Disney, but they, like Disney did change it's not George Lucas's vision anymore like they're of course they're gonna be like uh, that's why I'm not not surprised that they're kind of put out everything and everything like this character that you liked in this one show is gonna get its own miniseries and we're gonna like I I think Taika Watiti now has the route Uh, he's gonna make the next Star Wars movie and I hope it has nothing to do with the nothing I hope there's no Skywalker saga at all in it I would love something completely new that they could take a risk on, and I think Tyka's the guy at the moment to do it. But I just like, I agree with like I did watch the Book of Boba Fett, and I think that like you know, I, I watched it. It's mediocre. There's some. I think the it's odd to say that the Mandalorian parts are the best part of a show that yeah. did not feature Boba Fett. Um, but I'm not getting like maybe it is because I'm getting older. I'm it. It's it's not that this isn't made for me, but I'm just like, you know, I when something special comes along, like that first season of Mandalorian, I think, that, and even the second, I enjoyed the whole, I enjoyed the whole show. But there's something like, that John Favreau and Dave Filoni got that like, they went back to Star Wars at its basics, and mm-hmm. like, er, like there's something special about that. But it's like I don't know, I, I I don't get, I wasn't upset watching this movie. Once again, as soon as a thousand and one. Uh, Star Destroyers came up. I'm like, I know what this kind of movie is going to be. And it's not worth... It's fun to nitpick. It's fun to talk about. It's kind of an anti-trilogy in a way. Like, it's just like... It's so... It's at odds with itself. It's really at odds with itself. If the prequels are the failure of the creator, the sequels are the failure by committee. I was going to say that um, in terms of going home...
0: You know, what made the original trilogy so special because it was like something new. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was like this new magical space. I, I don't know if like fantasy and space had ever been combined in such a way prior to that in film on such an epic level that, yeah, it, of course, it, it, it felt so special to people when it first came out. And so you can't really recapture that by making, the, you know, by continuing the same franchise. I think you, you create the same sort of magic with, with completely new material. So it's mm-hmm. it's kind of misguided to try to, like, milk the franchise out so much because it's never going to be as special as when you first were introduced to it.
2: But you would expect a franchise with this legacy to be treated with a little bit yeah. more care. And I yeah. think that's, that's like, the crux of the argument here, at least for me. It's well, like that's we maybe – I'm mm-hmm.
0: oh, sorry. I would say that's maybe what happens when a big company like Disney – uh, acquires it you know because now you have the the theme park in disney world which is kind of cool to walk through and now, like again they have they're filling up their streaming service with all this content you know basically they're you know they're they're doing what a corporation would do with um you know a, a popular with a popular franchise they're trying to you know make the most out of it but it's almost as if it was all conceived in like a marketing meeting right and that's it's it comes off as very like artificial and disingenuous, whereas the original trilogy even though it's like futuristic and did have like a sizable budget, it did kind of come off a little bit like, you know, like like an underdog trilogy, you know, like they're coming yeah. up with, you could, you know, it's like kind of like dinky sets and, you know, they're coming up with like um, more creative ways to capture the story where here, like it, it almost seems too clean. It almost like looks too good because uh, you could tell like it has like so much more money thrown at it.
1: I will say though, that the popularity of the cartoons and the quality of the cartoons and i think i'm probably still the only one on here who's watched all of them are you talking about clone wars clone wars bad batch uh rebels all of them have you watched them
2: i've watched like the original well not the original but like the clone wars shows from yeah. like the 2000s and stuff yeah and I, yeah, yeah no
1: that's quality star yeah, wars absolutely. that's like, yes That is quality Star Wars and it is a cartoon. It doesn't have any of the visual effects or the animatronics or the puppets or any of it. It's cartoon 2D, you know, like, and it is such good Star Wars. So, like, I don't necessarily I don't think it's necessarily having to do with, like, the production value and then I also think that there is something to be said about who's putting it together because the biggest argument I would say against the whole like through line thing is the original Marvel chunk leading up through end game, but also toy story movies, toy story three. I feel like our whole generation was like, I don't know about this. It's been 20 years, but all right. Uh, if you say so. And then we all went into the theaters and we all cried like babies. Cause it was absolutely beautiful. And it holds up new kids watching it for the first time. Think it's a great movie. Um, So I think like it can be done and it's not a matter of how much time you're away from it or whatever. I think it has to do with just sticking to like, what are the things that people care about in this universe? What are the things that like keep the people coming back and like, they just didn't care about them. I think they cared about them for Force Awakens. I really do. Yeah. But I think that they just didn't care about them for the last two.
0: I think it comes also down to waiting until you have the right story. Because that's what, yeah. go back to, you know, you mentioned Toy Story. Like, there are, yeah, there's like 10 years in between each of these films now. Between 2 and 3 and 3 and 4 is because they waited until they had the right story. They, it's not as if Disney was like, we, you know, make five more Toy Stories. It's like, no, 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 no. Like, when we have a good script for this, we will make it. But... Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're not going to rush what is a beloved franchise. So, you know, again, like Disney acquires this and I don't know how much time it was between buying the franchise for who knows how many hundreds of millions of dollars and then making this this 4 billion. 4 billion. Wow. So, thousands probably of hundreds had of had
2: to start right away. It was probably like the investors were like, "Yo, make this money back right now." Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're they uh, I mean, I guess they had ideas of what they could do with it ahead of time, but you know, you, you buy the 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 property and now it's like, well, now we got to like hit the ground running with all this. So, yeah. you know, there is there probably were some like, good ideas out there that, you know, again, if they waited on it.
3: Duel of the Duel of the Fates, like I, you know, we don't have to get that like that bogged down into the details. But I highly recommend if anybody like I'm, I think the scripts online, but go to the Wikipedia. And there are people that have made fascinating, uh, like great animated, like YouTube shorts mm-hmm. describing the plot. I think it like it, it's not perfect, but at least the yes and the Last Jedi, and it actually is. It would make they like they do Hux right, like and I hated what they did with Hux. Oh yeah, oh, oh man, what a
1: disaster! I literally laugh out loud every single time he is like, "I am the spy."
0: Well, even like by by like the second movie, they're already like making him look like an idiot with like bad jokes, oh, okay. and you know it's it's a shame because I really like that actor and. Another character that they didn't really seem to know what to do with.
3: And that's why they added, and I, I think he's a fantastic actor, Richard E. Grant. He looks evil. He can be a menacing character mm-hmm. because The Last Jedi turned Hux into a joke. But they turned Hux into, like, I, there's this great battle on Coruscant. Like, uh, like the, the arc that Rey learns is she deci- like she decides to tell, to use both the dark and the light side. Like, it, it, it's a fascinating read. And it kind of makes you go like it, it was written by Colin Trevorrow, who was going to direct episode nine and his writing partner. And it makes you go like you should have just like even <laughs> though he wasn't directing, they could have just used the script. Or yeah. And granted, it would have to change with Carrie Fisher's passing as well. But it's just like. I feel like. I still don't know why JJ did not direct all three. And I'm talking about this JJ right here. I don't know why you did not direct <laughs> JJ all J. J. three. JJ Focoraccio
1: should have directed they, all three. They
0: offered me, you know, uh, $10 million per film, but you know what? I had to just say no. It was just a matter of principle. It's
3: not about the money for you. No, it's
0: not. <laughs> Couldn't do it justice. Who are you?
3: I'm Ray. Ray, who?
2: Skywalker.
0: I think we can uh, get into our own conclusion here about uh, just sticking to the last. I know we talked about the whole franchise, but on the last, uh, you know, I keep calling it The Last Jedi, on the rise of Skywalker, um, <laughs> get into our final thoughts and, and our scores here. So um, start with James. Uh, what, what, what is your score in Final Thoughts?
2: Well, I will say, you know, we, we really did harp on this movie, but there were some. Like I said, enjoyable popcorn flick moments. I do think they tried their best to return to some of the overarching classic themes that are made Star Wars great, that makes Star Wars memorable. Even if they were just kind of doing it slapdash as quick as they could, you know, over yeah. the course of one movie, I do see the attempt. Uh, so overall, I'm going to give this a 4 out of 10. You know, good to kind of just throw it in the background and maybe watch some good effects that kind of, Get you you know you can kind of just just be dazzled by but other than that if you look any deeper it's going to fall apart so four out of ten
0: okay yeah like surface level right kind of kind of enjoyment yep. which yep. is unfortunate which i mean honestly like back in the day that's what some critics were saying about the original franchise that it's like a surface level thing da 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 but um maybe just by comparison obviously we find a lot more depth with with the original films Okay, so four out of ten, which equates to a forty percent. Uh <laughs> uh and then okay, and then Heather, uh you're up next.
1: Uh, I'm struggling with this. I wish I remembered what I what I scored uh The Last Jedi, because I'm like it's I I feel like I liked this better, right? I didn't like it as much as The Force Awakens, but I liked it better. I feel like you know, it did give me those feels. Even though there, some of the plot I just wanted to like scream And just throw the TV right out The window but I don't know I think I think I'll go with a
0: 60% Okay So that for you hits That bare minimum threshold for A fresh score
1: It's just just like like It's about to go bad Like if you don't eat it today you gotta throw it in the garbage You know what I mean <laughs>
0: oh, That's uh, a very nice thing to say about a film Okay. <laughs> you gotta
3: watch it now. Don't, that, don't think about you know it. What?
1: that thing's gonna spoil any minute. You better
3: Episode nine. The expiration date's about to expire. <laughs> um, Today's
1: the expiration date, the, folks.
3: You can yeah. cut the mold off the top. All right, Forty six. Sniff it
1: before you
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. It's it's I don't know, I, I can't tell by smelling it. All right, then, <laughs> Keith, uh you're up next.
3: You know, uh Quick sidebar before I give my uh, My analysis I I, like We've had some fantastic guests Over these 70 plus episodes And I just always I always get a kick out of the guests like When they say such nice Things about a movie and then They're like I'm gonna give it a 45 (laughs) 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 It has happened the other way too. It's like I didn't really care for this Movie I'm gonna give it a 72 (laughs) But I just like I'm uh, Like, okay The whole episode is like, me, like, you know, trashing it I was like, let me just throw in a couple things of
2: why I did, you know, <laughs> don't hate it
3: Like, there are some beautiful moments in this movie C-plus <laughs> uh, Okay, so if, for so, it's like It's like writing If I could add in just one last metaphor Like, you're writing your thesis paper And you kind of, like, write the first part And it's actually pretty good You're like, I I think I have something here. And then you give it along to your partner, right? The second part. And he basically says, I kind of, I'm going to basically trash everything that you did in the first part. And you're like, oh shit, I, this is a bad second thesis. Like second part of my thesis. I need to rewrite. I need to add my, what I wanted to write in the second part and third part and rush it. You're writing it like a minute before it's due. It's like
1: your experiment failed for your thesis and you have to like, manipulate the data to make it work for your hypothesis. basically
3: basically and like it is uh, it is a failure in franchising mm-hmm. in a trilogy and because you know it it really brought everyone's hopes up and i'm not saying like i'm not done with star wars i think there's always going to be good stories in that world i think we're just kind of done with the uh skywalker uh saga and i think james you kind of put it perfectly where it's like oh we did not really see these three together and which is just a shame. Um, I'm if I get Force Awakens a 75, I'm still sticking with my score with Last Jedi as a 69. I'm going to have to give this one a 48. I just don't. And maybe I just don't wow. really care to watch the trilogy. I don't really care to watch the trilogy again, or I'm not in the Like, I'm not like like I don't think I might go back to watch Force Awakens just because I know I'm going to be like. It's like, watch, it's, just like, it's like watching a show you know that got canceled. like why? I know I'm going to be disappointed at the end.
1: yeah. It's okay. got, yeah.
3: So 48 percent for Keith. and I
0: get what you're saying, I, 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 you know Heather, you mentioned that you gonna, you watched all three films in anticipation of this conversation. I was like, uh, I can't, like, again, I can't even watch them on TV casually because <laughs> yeah you know, what, I, what I had hoped for the franchise after the first movie was um, you know, those expectations were not met.
1: Um, well, and JJ did. I did text you when I was rewatching, and I said I have to. Re- I'm re- about to rewatch these, but I'm not excited to do so. Right, right. Which <laughs> I was
0: surprised. I remember you you texted me when you first saw the last. Uh, I keep mixing up the titles. When you first saw Rise of Skywalker, you did like it initially. So I thought mm-hmm. it was interesting that your opinion went down. Um, and then again, maybe they're just better to see in a theater, right on a big screen, than watching from home. Uh, and I gotta say this too. I I believe I gave like. The Last Jedi a negative score when we uh first discussed that, but I dislike the rise of Skywalker so much that it bumped up the last Jedi score in my mind <laughs> wow uh I was like, you know, I thought if the last Jedi was too different, and then this is like going back to what is more familiar then I don't know what I want anymore, <laughs> but ultimately very frustrating movie theater experience or just movie viewing experience, so um. Yeah, I'm going to give it like a 45%. And wow. um, you know, it's like to me that's like on the lowest end of like watchable, but not much yeah. else I can say about it. So Keith, what is our average score?
3: A 48.25. 48 and a quarter. Wow. 48%. Whew. Who
1: knew that I was going to be the hope yeah, you're for this? It up, <laughs> I'm the only one keeping it above you a 45. Did text everybody <laughs> We, when we did The Last
3: Jedi podcast, the, the, last, yeah. the, the Skywalker, the ninth movie came out like a week later, and you texted everybody going like, I kind of enjoyed it. And we're like, oh, this is going to yeah. be a tough episode to do. If we're all just going to bash on Heather. Do you, like, do you which, happen to have the uh, average for The Last Jedi? That yeah. Be, do you,
1: do you, do you know have what the, that
3: was? I believe it was a
0: negative score. And that, oh, it had to be. Yeah, so but it was tough because we also had Dom and Andy who were advocating for it, and then they, yeah, you know, they balanced it out because they had positive scores. I believe me and Keith were in the middle, and then you guys, uh, James and Heather, you were giving a negative. Rotten. So fairly balanced, uh, but still more towards um, a rotten score. We were we gave that uh, Last Jedi we sided with the audience this time on Rise of Skywalker. We are officially siding with the critics. Interesting how we went back and forth there you know to be fair this is also a franchise that has really high expectations a really devoted fan base and you can never please everybody and I feel like there's always going to be a lot of pressure to do maybe too much to try to like you know to, to appease as many people as possible and um, you yeah, know maybe that that is sometimes what might lead to a disjointed story like this <laughs> Um, but thanks guys, uh, for, um, you know, coming back on to discuss this film. Uh, and, uh, you know, this was, uh, this was a lot of fun. Hope you guys had fun too. Absolutely.
1: Every time. Always fun do. talking to you guys about movies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And may I just say one more thing? I, I thinking back about all the Star Wars movies that have come out in the last several years, I think the one that I actually does stand out with the fresh score would be Rogue One, which maybe is not yes. a universally... Yeah like consensus but um at least yeah as a one-off story i think i would probably go back to that film more than the the sequel trilogy it was fresh
2: and new and still felt like star wars so that's, it, that's took,
1: I saw it it took like one line out of the movies and turned it into an entire beautiful story that I just thought that that was so cool, the, the way yeah. that they really just fleshed that out. It did literally the opposite of what The Rise of Skywalker did, where it took something very small and expanded it and made it really detailed and juicy, and then this took a hundred million things, threw them all together, and hoped you didn't notice that it was all made of cardboard.
0: Right, right. So there's still some good stories to be told in Star Wars, and yeah, I, I haven't given up on the... Uh, the franchise either but uh yeah it's just interesting to see you know where the where disney will take it from here uh but thanks everyone for for listening as always and um i would say may the force be with you but uh i'm not gonna do that i'm a sith lord at the end of the day but thanks guys (laughs) and uh look out for our bonus episode coming out soon